So it's working with nothing. It's standalone. And it's, let's say, the key advantage of the future service. Indeed, because in crisis, uh, sometimes you have no access to mobile network operators. And so here it would still work. As we all know, a disaster can strike at any time. It could be severe weather conditions, or it could be a humanitarian crisis, or simply an emergency. In these critical moments, timely communications can be a matter of life or death. That's why today we have an episode that tackles a critical aspect of emergency preparedness and public safety. Hello, I'm John Davison, your host for this podcast today. I'd like to welcome you to this very special episode on emergency warning service by satellite, commonly known as EWSS. We're joined by two leading experts, Amélie Grangette and Laurent Arzel, who will talk about how EWSS is leading the way on how we respond to emergencies by leveraging the power of satellite technology. You may have heard from Amelie before on one of our earlier podcast episodes, where Amelie talked to us about public warning services taken from her vast experience working through the implementation, for example, of the Belgium state public warning system called Be Alert. As well as this, Amelie has been advising several EU governments and institutions on how to create their public alerting strategy. Amelie is a senior product manager at F24 and she specialises in public warning systems as one of the experts at the International Telecommunication Union, which is a branch of the United Nations created to help developing countries build their resilient strategies. And today, Amelie will take the lead on this exclusive podcast edition on emergency warning by satellite. Over to you, Amelie. So what do you embed in this uh, 122 bits? So you said the event uh, type, you said the instruction, but I guess you send as well the area of danger. As I explained at the beginning, Galileo, it's global constellation. So the thing is that if we use Galileo, we will have a global coverage just by design. And it's already working. The satellite already there. If we use Galileo to send a signal embedding an emergency warning, we can reach anyone over the globe. So it's global. It's pretty rare to have uh, this kind of um, infrastructures and capability. Then also we said at the beginning that the smartphone nowadays in Europe are almost all compatible with Galileo, meaning that we already have the device able to receive these signals and these future messages. Great advantages of this future service. There is something less intuitive, I, I, I would say, is that GNSS works without any kind of other ground network. So, for example, if I switch my mobile phone in flight mode, or if I remove my SIM card, or if it's not working, or if I'm in a white spot area with no coverage, GNSS is still working, meaning that the system will be able to reach the citizen in case of emergency, wherever they are, even if there is no ground network for telecommunication. So it's working with nothing. It's standalone. And it's, let's say, the key advantage of the future service. Indeed, because in crisis, uh, sometimes you have no access to mobile network operators. And so here it would still work. So that's a very interesting uh, feature. But going with that, by definition, we are using Galileo signals and Galileo signals are 
well, were, were not designed for positioning, for navigation. It's not done for communication purpose. But so when in the design of Galileo, the, the engineers have been smart in the design to keep empty space in the signal for future evolution. It's, it's smart to always, when you design something, to think about the future and to anticipate that the system will need to evolve at some point. And so we have this empty space in the signal, and that's what we are using in Stellar, and that will be used in the future service. So it's fine, but still this space is empty. This empty space is very small, and so the challenge for the Graal project and then for Stellar is to use this very small space to encode all the necessary information to warn the citizens properly and not adding even like more danger into the situation, like creating panic or something. And with that comes, let's say, the main limitation of the system, which is the, the size is small. It's 122 bits. It's 122, 0 and 1. And with that, we cannot encode free text information. Free text meaning like I would, for each specific case, write something not predefined in advance. And that's maybe something you might want to do if to provide an instruction, because an instruction might be like specific to each case. Instruction for the citizen to react in case of, uh, of danger. But uh, that's not possible with Galileo, even though we are able well, to embed in the message predefined information. And the mechanism is to use codes and a code to a code corresponds uh, an information. Could be for the hazard, like Code 12 might be an earthquake. For the instruction, code 70 could be any type of generic instruction like switch on the radio, prepare yourself, or something like this. So that's the basic concept of, let's say the message is a constraint, it's a limitation, but we have been able to make it still relevant and useful for, uh, for this application, for warning the citizen in case of danger. Going a bit deeper into the detail in the message, well, in the concept, which is, let's say, an advantage, which comes with a, a constraint, is that we are using a navigation system to provide a, just a message, like as a communication channel. But it's a navigation system. So if we use it, means that the device will be able to position itself. So it's a great thing. In the message, we also put the targets, the alert area. So the message embeds the, uh, the alert area. So the device, the smartphone, will be able to compare the alert area and its position. And so that's one of the main mechanisms in the smartphone, which is to decide if it's inside or outside the alert area and to warn the citizen only if the device is, the smartphone is inside the, the alert area. And it's as accurate as the smartphone can be in positioning. And that you can experience at any time, like every day when you use Google Maps, for example, not just <laughs> stating a brand, <laughs> any uh, map application when you are just finding the, your way to the restaurant or for something. And that's super accurate. It's like accurate as the size of the street, like just crossing the street. And uh, yeah, it's, it's super effective. So if I, if I summarize, the idea of this emergency warning service by satellite is that the national civil protection authorities in Europe are able to send uh, a message toward the ground infrastructure of uh, that commands all the satellites. This, they send it in a specific way uh, with all the constraints you said, uh, also compatible with the CAP, the Common Alerting Protocol. And then it sends to the satellite and the satellite sends back to all the smartphones and the smartphones which recognize themselves inside the area um, 
display the notification. Is that correct? Yeah, it's, it's very well summarized and it was not easy. <laughs> but yeah, the idea is like, given the constraints and the, also the advantages, the idea is to, for the European national authorities, to add this channel as a complementary channel into their uh, national system, which are the other channels that are, in my knowledge, are based on ground network, but it's like an additional channel which will be very complementary in some cases in particular, the cases in which you don't have any more the network. <laughs> yeah, which could happen, for instance, in terms of uh, in a situation of earthquake or in a situation of cyber attack as well. Okay, so this is very interesting. Can you tell us a little bit about what are the next steps and obstacles after this Stellar project so that this project really goes live? Well, I think we already did a lot in the past to convince the European Commission, the member states, And it was not that hard because the advantages, it's easy to understand. It's easy to understand the, the added value. And also we did a, like, we analyzed that what could be the impact, the economical and impact, the cost and all. And it's nothing because the sat satellites are there. The infrastructures are there. It's just a matter of like building this small message and putting it into the system. That's it. And so that was, uh, like some years ago with the Graal project, but now with the Stellar projects, we realized that like all member states, all European civil protection authorities were expecting this new uh, channel, this new service. There is a very high expectation. I was even a bit surprised at the beginning of the Stellar project. Now taking a bit more uh, practically, there are uh, European institutions working on like Galileo operations. And uh, so all these agencies are working on implementing technically the service meaning uh, changing a bit the infrastructures like connecting machines and preparing the service. So it's not complicated. It's not super long technically, but still it's a European system. It's so involving several countries, involving different infrastructures, which are super secured because they are critical infrastructure. So it, it takes a bit of time. But the target now is to have an initial service at the beginning of 2025. Okay, so that's quite soon. It's <laughs> it's uh, highly subjective, but it's uh, in this in this type of project, in this type of infrastructures, it's yeah, it's very very soon. Okay, thank you very much. So this is the final question of our podcast, and it's a question that we ask all of our guests. And I would like to ask you, what have you learned by working in your profession that you may have adopted as a standard working practice, either in your personal life or perhaps in your professional life? It's a very interesting question and it's hard to answer. It's my experience. It's my really personal, peculiar experience. I worked uh, a lot with uh, in international environment, first with ISA, with uh, the European Agency, European Space Agency, and now uh, with uh, European projects and with the European Commission, with European companies. So I do that all the time and it, it was a change in my, in my career uh, like 10, 15 years ago, 10 years ago. I learned a lot working in this type of environments. And uh, I would say that my approach today, or and maybe you can witness that, uh, <laughs> I mean, but it's just to be like open and kind all the time. It's not possible all the time, but I, I really, I try to be like this. It's not work only for working, it's for living. When I work with others, I consider that I live with others. It's not like there is one Laurent in, uh, in work environment and a different person in, uh, in, uh, in my personal life. It's just uh, the same human being. 
And yeah, and it's very important and it solves a lot of problems, just being open and, and kind. Well, I don't like conflicts, even if sometimes it happens. I try to avoid as much as possible any kind of even very, very tiny acts of violence, even if it's verbal. And uh, yeah, that's that's my uh, that's my experience, and that's something I apply. It's even without even thinking about it. It's just a matter of uh, being. Wise words and peaceful words. So I really appreciate your answer. So this brings us to the end of our podcast session today. I'd really like to thank you, Laurent. Uh, it has been a real pleasure to hear your insights about the emergency warning service by satellite. Thank you very much. <laughs> Likewise, thank you. Goodbye. The podcast, In Case of Emergency, Insights into Extensive Crisis Management, is hosted by F24, Europe's leading software as a service provider for incident and crisis management, as well as business messaging. If you have topics or questions that you'd like to have answered, or if you would like to share your experience as a guest on the podcast, then just let us know. Write us your suggestions for future topics and please include your contact details by emailing us at marketing at f24.com. Thank you for listening and goodbye until next time.